Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with lead pastor of Emmanuel Church, Danny Anderson. Hey, guys. Well, we are excited to bring you this podcast this month. This one's going to be a challenging one. I hope you have paper and pen to take notes because this one hits everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of self-control. Self-control, what everybody loves to talk about. Note the tone in my voice and the tone in his. Very excited on the other side of this table. I am. I'm pumped to talk about this today. Oh, I think that there's going to be a lot of people who need this, who want this, and who can find hope through today's podcast. But yes. self-control is hard. Yes, it is. It's really a difficult one. So why would we tackle self-control? Well, i tell you what. May, I'll make it simple. Without self-control, we are sunk. Mm. We are sunk. We mm-hmm. really are. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in for some pain in our lives, trouble in our marriages, trouble in yeah. our parenting, trouble with our health and fitness yeah. if we don't have self-control. And uh, so that's that's really motivating to me. And you, know, you and I are both parents. Yeah. We've got three kids. Our audience knows that. I've mm-hmm. got three kids. They're getting older. They are. You have one that has left, two that have left the nest. Two, two. You'll be an empty nester first. I got two out first. So I only I'll... have one out. So yeah. next, yep. So, but the next one's coming. Yes, it's very, very exciting. Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, free. This is free right here. The purpose of parenting is to launch those babies. Yes. Not to keep them. I know it's hard though. You miss them <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly. I thought, we why to... did we teach them all these skills yes. to be self-sufficient? We need to do a podcast on that. <laughs> Launching good. your children well. Yeah, that's I good. Think... We'll do that. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good one. But we're parents and we're parenting teenagers right now. And I believe, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think this is true because it's true of Jackie and I, our biggest concern with our kids is that when they leave the house, they're going to have self-control, self-control to do their homework on time. Right. right, self-control to clean their room, self-control to get their papers done, whatever you know, whatever they have to do, mm-hmm. self-control to pay their bills, mm-hmm. self-control to stay on a budget, self-control yeah. to take care of their health and fitness. Hey, self-control to eat something more than ramen noodles. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> exactly. Right? I mean, these are all concerns to us because there's lots of evidence. Yeah. That they lack self-control, self-control to go to bed on time, self-control right. to wake up on time. I mean, this is like, we talk about this all the time. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you need to get this figured out now because it's if you don't and you go to college and then you start your life with all these undisciplined habits in your life, you're going to suffer. You're going to pay a high price. Right. And the pain is theirs. Once they leave, Mm. then you're not trying to wake them up every day and you're not remind, remind, remind. So, yeah, a huge part of parenting, conscientious parenting, is developing that self-control in your kids. It's so critical. Back in 1972, to talk about this in a positive way, why would we talk about self-control? There was a study done at Stanford University. Lots of people know about it. The, mm-hmm. marsh, the marshmallow experiment. Yes. yes. So good. If you haven't heard about it, really quick, the, the simple idea was that they took a bunch of kids, small kids, you mm-hmm. know, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and they said to them, hey, you can eat this marshmallow now, or you can wait 15 minutes and have two Yeah. later. And the experiment showed that some kids could not wait 
Right. And they right. gobbled that marshmallow up. And then some kids could could practice what they call delayed gratification or self-control right. because of the future benefit of, of having two. Mm-hmm. And what the results found, and I know that this study has kind of, you know, been debunked, or not debunked, but questioned. I still think it's sure. valid. I really sure. do. I've done a little research to figure out, you know, if it still stands on its own. And I believe mm-hmm. it does. Uh, but they, they followed up with the students who were able to wait and practice self-control for the two marshmallows. And they ended up right. having better SAT scores. They were in better shape. They ended up getting better life results as the researchers followed up with them, and, which which makes sense in life. Like mm-hmm. Self-control mm-hmm. really does bless you uh, as you move into uh, your adult, adulthood. Well, we see that every every week, month, that you're doing ministry, too. Mm-hmm. So even if the study isn't whatever, you see that played out in people's lives right now. Mm-hmm. And even even in your own life, I know for me, like, there are things that are just uh, non-negotiable because of what's coming up in the future for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So, like, reading my Bible mm-hmm. in the morning, that's something that I do every day mm-hmm. that I have self-control about because... I know I'm going to need those scriptures throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, and and I think that I think that delayed gratification is super hard and mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with self control. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as you were as you were studying that out, what are some like examples of good things that uh, you have self control over, like that you have the delayed gratification piece? Well, I do well on some issues, and then I do not so well. <laughs> On other issues, uh, which is interesting about self-control. You would think that if you have self-control, you are you have it across the board. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the um, case. So personally, I have really good self-control when it comes to uh, my exercise routines, mm-hmm. uh, waking up in the morning, uh, engaging in, in a, a devotional with with mm-hmm. on, a, on a on a regular basis, um, f- the food that I eat, uh, date nights with my wife, uh, yeah. daily conversations with my children or family. I, I have good self control a lot of, around a lot of those issues. Uh, I, I, I lack self controls <laughs> on some other things. Uh, for example, um, you know, writing a book. You know, is something <laughs> I've always wanted to do, but uh, you know, I I, I right. don't I don't actually get it done. It's an idea. I like the idea. I think one day I'll do it. Yeah. But uh, when it comes down to the daily grind of getting it done, uh, yeah, I fade. <laughs> well, I think what would be super helpful for all of the listeners is if we could define self-control. So what is self-control? Yeah, let's, let's get to that. So self-control, I'll give everybody a very easy definition. It's the ability to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done, regardless of how you feel. Now, let me say that again, because that yeah. was kind of a mouthful. It's the ability to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. That's the timing piece, mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel. Mm. Yeah. And that is the issue many times. It really is, because there's like three different, it feels like three different levels to what self-control <laughs> needs to be. So can you flesh those out for yeah, us Yeah, let's a let's bit? break that down. So the first part of that definition, the ability to do what needs to be done, that's, that's basically having self-rule. That's mm. what the Bible calls it. And, okay. and I know not all of our listeners are, are necessarily church-going folks or uh, Christians, but the Bible speaks to this issue very clearly in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. I love this verse. Listen to what it says. Whenever, uh, it says, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, 
Mm. And he who rules his spirit is better than he who takes a city. Now think about that. Mm. A person who takes a city is ruling an army, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they are a powerful person, warrior, yeah. warrior. And so that's pretty significant. And right. so this, uh, this uh, passage of scripture is saying the person who can rule their own spirit is even more powerful than a person who can take a city. Whew. It makes me think of that uh, quote. I think it's by Lao Tzu. It's, it, it says the person who can control others is powerful, but the person who can control himself is mightier still. Mm. Uh, it's, 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 in other words, it could be easier to control others than to control your own spirit. So what does it mean to rule your own spirit? It basically means that you have control over your appetites and your desires. Hmm. You tell your appetites and desires when they can act and when they cannot act. Typically, our appetites and desires are telling us what to do. Yeah. Yeah. When we're hungry, we eat. When we feel uh, sexual attraction, we 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 act. Right. We, right. When we feel you know angry, we speak. You right. Know? And that that leads to you know destruction in our lives when our when our appetites and desires are in control of our lives. Mm-hmm. The byproduct of that oftentimes is loss of a reputation, hurt to a relationship. Yeah. Uh, unfaithfulness in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's why a lack of self-control can really sink a person. You know what speaks to me about what you just said is uh, you're not lacking self-control if you if those desires or appetites arise. So if you're watching a movie, you've already had dinner, and you're like, hmm, I'd really like some caramel corn right now. That's not <laughs> Wait lacking self-control. Wait, Wait a second. Are you in our house? That, I think my wife said that last night. <laughs> That's not the issue. That doesn't like lack self. I say that to say desires and appetites are going to arise. Absolutely, it's the control over mm. them, the the being able to hold it down that that's the that's the self control. Which one is in charge? Yeah, right. Uh, is are you ruling your spirit or is your oh that's good appetites and desire desires ruling your life? Yeah. Yeah. See, I told them they would need pen and paper. This is this is good. This is good. The second piece of that is the timing piece in the definition. It's mm-hmm. the ability to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. And mm-hmm. so many times uh, what happens in our life is we procrastinate. And the reason yeah. we procrastinate, we say we say things like, well, I'll do that. I'll just do it later. Or I'll do it tomorrow. Right. And the reason we do that is because in the present moment, we don't feel like doing it. We're yeah. tired. We're not motivated. Um, it's been a long day emotionally. We don't want to have the conversation because we're we're wiped out. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about this later? I'll do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll take the trash mm-hmm. out later. My son says that to me all the time. I say, hey, take the trash out. Yeah, I'll do it later. Yeah. It's like, nope, do it now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. And so a big a big part of overcoming the timing piece is is uh, realizing that um, feelings have nothing to do with us. Now that that's 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 a tough tough thing to to get to a tough place to get to, and the way that yeah. we get to that place, and this is this is hard, and 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 I've really thought a long time about this, trying to overcome some of my lack of self control issues. the The way that we do that is we sub- subordinate our feelings to the activity that needs to be done. What do I mean mm-hmm. by that? Well, I'm going to take my feelings and my desires, and I'm going to sub submit them to 
the the principle or the the action that needs to take place right now so i'm i'm lowering my feelings i'm telling my feelings my appetites my desires that they, they don't have a seat at the table right they don't get to say they don't get to speak to this hmm. the trash needs to be taken out it needs to be taken out regardless of how i feel right this paragraph or blog post needs to be written Regardless of I feel, I'm going to write it. Right, you know, right. uh, whatever whatever the issue is, I need to go work out. I'm not going to consider how I feel about this workout. I'm going to work out. Feelings, mm. you don't get to speak to this. Mm-hmm. You're way down here. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> the, the con- you used a word earlier. Uh, we were talking before the podcast. Conviction. Yeah. This is a conviction. This isn't about feelings. Mm. I, I'm going to work out. Right. I'm going right. to write these words. I'm going to take the trash out or whatever. I'm going to whatever you have to do. Yeah. And that's how we overcome that tendency to procrastinate. We sub- subordinate our emotions to what needs to take place. And I wonder why the like with the reading of the Bible, I I want to stay in bed as much as anybody else, but mm. at 5 a.m. get up, read and pray for our staff or my family. I um am good at like I have good self-control when it comes to uh, caring for people, regardless of feelings, caring for people. Mm -hmm. That's something. You do a great job of that. But I have to challenge myself uh, with anything that has to do with physical fitness. Uh, I just turned 47 and I decided that every day I'm going to walk a mile. And boy, this self-control one um, couldn't come up any at, at any better time because uh, like the last two nights, it's been at 10 o'clock. I didn't want to. I don't, you know, I take my dog with me so I feel safe. But the rest mm-hmm. of it is like, I just don't feel like doing this. Why yeah. did I commit to myself that <laughs> for 365 days in a year, I was going to walk? Well, it's because... At 41, six years ago, I did the mini, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. I don't, there's not a chance I could do a half marathon <laughs> right now. And there's not, and I, and I think about like, wow, you have such self control, get your goals in, mm-hmm. make sure you're supporting your staff well, family well, check on your kids every day. But when it comes to this piece, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, I'm just going to be listening to the rest of the podcast over and over again, probably. So, <laughs> and and that's an issue for so many people. Yeah. And if it's not their health and fitness, it's something else. Right, right, right. That they wish they could have more self control in. You know. But why do you think it's so hard? Why is it so hard yeah, to have self control? That's a great question, and I think there are at least four really, really solid answers mm-hmm. to that. I think the first one we we just got done talking about. Uh, you know, we we have. A, we live in a culture today where we've been taught that feelings are the, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that we're supposed to be listening to, to determine, you know, truth in our life mm-hmm. and, and what we should do mm-hmm. with our life. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you feel this way? Do you feel this way? Well, yeah. what if, what if feelings are, um, I don't know, inconsistent? What if they come and go and they do? Right. What right. if feelings are wrong? What if you feel a certain way and it's, it's not a good feeling? Yeah. It's it's actually really poor advice to to say, "Hey, follow your heart, follow your feelings." I think it is. Mm-hmm. Because feelings and appetites and desires, they change yeah. and they oftentimes are very very wrong. But because we've elevated feelings, <clears throat> pardon me. Um we 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 don't feel like doing certain things and so we don't do them. Yeah. You know? Uh try that in parenting. 
Oh boy. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like having a conversation with my son. Right? I don't feel like I don't feel like disciplining my daughter right now. I mean, right. good night. You are going to be in a lot of pain and trouble uh, if you take that approach. Uh, I think the second reason is is fatigue. A lot of people are just tired. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, you know, and it's really hard to be self disciplined, self controlled when you are out of energy. So right. I think a lack of rest contributes to a lot of our our, our problems when it comes to, to self control. I think a third one is isolation. You mm. know, we're we're lonely. We're by ourselves. It's we're, human beings are not designed to live isolated, individualistic lives. We're supposed to live in community. Right. And when we have people that care about us, that are checking in on us, uh, you just talked about checking in on your kids. Well, that's 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 the, that by design. God made you a mother, a parent. Right. And we're checking in on our children because they're not designed to live by themselves, you know. Right. Uh, and even when they leave the nest, they're not designed to live by themselves, you know. So, uh, but I think when we're isolated, uh, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's tough to, to do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it regardless of how you feel. Uh, and, and then I think the uh, last reason is there's, and this is probably maybe the most powerful one is there's no clear vision or purpose for the self-control. Yeah. And, and here's, here's what I mean. I want to circle back to the marshmallow experiment in 1972. What they really discovered in that experiment was that the kids that waited for the two marshmallows, the 15 minutes, yeah, they discovered that those kids had this ability uh, called foresight. In other words, they had this ability to look into the future and see what could happen if they practice self-control, mm. right? And so, yes, it's self-control, but it's self-control coupled with this this ability to look into the future. And I just think that a lot of people struggle to do what needs to be done today, right now, regardless of how they feel, because there's no reason. There's nothing in the future to, right. to, to, to push them to do that. So when I think about the self-control in my life and the areas that I really, you know, I'm doing okay in, um, it's all driven by this future vision for my health and fitness, yeah, for my marriage, for our church. Yeah. Like, why do I do the things I do every single day, regardless of how I feel? Well, that's the only way to get to where I want to go. <laughs> right, right. Financially, you know, why would you continue to invest 15% of your income into investments? You know, you could use that money right now. Oh my gosh, you can go buy new shoes and this and that. You know, yeah. you get, well, no, we're going to be disciplined, mm-hmm. have self-control. We're going to invest that money because 30 years from now, 25 years from now, this is the, this is what we're trying to achieve here. You yeah. Know, retirement and all this. Other. So it's, it's, it's not just self-control. It's purpose behind the self-control. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I really love the part that you said about not doing it alone, like mm-hmm. the accountability piece. Mm-hmm. For, for example, for the walking a mile, my son, who's a college athlete, texts me mm. in the evening and just says, mile, question mark. Now, as a mom, I'm very excited that he's texting me every day about <laughs> something. That's different than uh, the accountability. But but I don't want to, uh, it's not about even letting him down. I don't want to not do what I said I was going to do. And that's helping build the self-control because it's what you said about the futuristic thinking someday Gabriel's going to lean into me for something Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with my physical fitness and he needs to be able to know he can trust his mom's word that's so good and so that's future but it's also bringing in that accountability and and I'll tell you anytime I've had uh, a big like um 
breakthrough and self-control, it's been because of someone else helping me mm. with accountability, mm. at least at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And then it becomes a pattern, a habit, and and that. But in Henry, I, I mentioned this in my previous sermon uh, at church, uh, Henry Cloud's book, The Power of the Other. He, yeah. sa- he says in that book that science has proven that a person doesn't get to the next level in their life unless they have very, very good, purposeful relationships in their life. Yeah. Where people are giving them very specific energy, specific insight, specific motivation. Uh, without that, we very rarely improve our lives. Yeah. It's very important who who is around you. Mm-hmm. So you convince us and then we're like, okay, how do we build self-control? What would you tell us when we lack self-control in different areas in our yes, lives? Yes, this is where the hope comes in, okay? Because I know we might have we might have a lot of people that have already stopped listening. No. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't, I don't so. have self-control, so this is not my podcast. <laughs> well, here's the good news. The good news is that self-control is a muscle. It is very much mm. like a muscle. And if you will grow the muscle, stretch the muscle, work the muscle out, guess what? The muscle gets stronger. Yeah. And I have noticed that. And so the idea is to look at it from the perspective of, okay, okay, I lack self-control in this area, but I can get better. Yeah. I can improve. I can get stronger. Yes. And so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, four simple ways that, that, that you can do that. And the first one, if you're taking notes, the first one is just to start with something very small. Start mm. start in an area where, of your life where you lack self-control, where you need to improve it, but it's not that significant. For example, getting up in the morning. A lot of people struggle with that. They hit right, the snooze right, button right, 25 right. times, you know, and they just cannot get themselves moving in the morning. Okay, start there. Right. And, 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 and target that and focus on that one area and say, I am going to grow in this area. Don't try to do everything. Right. Oh, I need self-discipline and self-control in my food and my exercise and my relationships and waking up in the morning, going to bed at night, not drinking alcohol. (laughs) I mean, that's what we try to do. Right. It's overwhelming. So pick one area. Then secondly, the second thing you do is attach as much pain as possible to a continued lack of self-control in that area. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I mean. If 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 you're uh, a high school student, college student, you know, the young professional, and you cannot get up in the morning, play that out over the next 20 years. Ooh. You know, how much pain is that going to cause? Mm-hmm. What are you going to miss? Yeah. How often are you going to be late to work? Who's going to fire you? It's Yeah, that's the first one. You could lose your dream job. Yeah. Right. So now you're fired because you couldn't get your butt out of bed. Ugh. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. This is where it's headed. Right. This is the where the futuristic thinking helps to come in. Like where if you keep doing this and, and let's take another example, um, uh, eating, eating snacks at night. Yeah. It's a small thing. You know, right. what's wrong with a snack at night? OK, but you do that every night, you know, an extra four or five hundred calories every single night. Where does that take you for the next 15 years? Yeah. You know. Do you die early? Do you die at fifty? Do you what? What mm-hmm. does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, d- does your spouse look at you and say, oh, "I'm not attracted to you anymore"? Yeah. Like I, I think about that. Yeah. I don't want my wife to look at me and go, "Hmm, you used to look okay." <laughs> I don't want that. Well, I don't think anybody wants that. No. <laughs> but so, so right. what you're doing is you're attaching as much pain as yeah. possible to this to this poor, you know. Lack of self-discipline. One of the key areas I've done this in my life, and I need to keep doing it, is, and this is this is this is a serious one. Uh, if I have a lack of self-control when it comes to sexuality, mm-hmm. uh, and I just play that out, 
this little bit of lack of self-control, a little set. Where does that take me? What does that look like in my marriage? Right. How does that look? What does that look like when I have to talk to my daughter? Mm-hmm. What, does it, what does that look like for my job at, here at church? Yeah. What does it look like for my influence uh, for Christ? And what I see is pain and devastation and hurt. Yeah. And so I've got to pile those things up so that if I get myself in a situation where I'm tempted, I'm going, man, I don't want to touch that. Yeah. I don't want to get near that. And so it's just attaching, attaching pain to that continued lack of self-control. I think that that's um, super important, uh, especially the sexuality piece, because I remember you've talked about that um, in similar ways since you were a youth pastor. So now we're talking about two, almost two and a half decades Mm -hmm. of doing that and and that results in trust mm-hmm. with your female employees, mm-hmm. trust with mm-hmm. your wife. You can counsel people because there's like we know that you're thinking that way. And so there's a level of trust that you've gained that's uh, huge with your female employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably your male, too. But I'm not one of them. So right. I don't know that. <laughs> but I think that that's. And it doesn't take a lot of work to do that. I mean, it happen- It happens to pastors. I mean, we've seen recently uh, yeah. two or three pastors that have had affairs, and yeah. it's destroyed their ministry. It's destroyed their church. They've been fired. They've had to lose their marriage. Their- so it's not hard to find the pain. You almost have to ignore it. You right. You just have to, you know, uh, well, it's not that bad. That won't happen to me. I mean, you got to, like, live in denial. Nope, it, it probably will happen to you. And so by watching the pain, you get the reward too on the other side of it. Yeah. And that's the third step. It's, uh, you know, if we, if we can attach, uh, the first step is start small. Second step is attach the pain. The third step would be attach as much pleasure or profit or benefit to getting self-control in that area. Mm -hmm. Like, what does it look like if you finally get this thing, if you finally figure out how to wake up in the morning after two snoozes instead of 25? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting to work on time. You're more productive. You're more trustworthy at the office. Like, you are are, uh, more punctual. I mean, all of these things. And then you add that up over 10 years. Yeah. And what does that look like? Oh, my goodness. Your your life takes off. Uh, What does it look like to to have self-control in the area of, of sexuality? And you just talked about. It. The trust is built up and the mm-hmm. relationship is great and people can lean into you and you, you, they can follow your example and you can have a positive influence. Um, you keep your credibility. You keep your influence. Yeah. Uh, so, so you attach as much of the benefits and pleasure to that self-control and now that provides the motivation to yeah. keep going. Uh, one of the things that, um, that I think about often is... I feel like I've talked about this on this podcast. I certainly have talked about it in our sermons. Uh, but, you know, the future of, of, of my financial life. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, if, if we're going to be able to, you know, retire well and have fun stuff for our grandkids, then today I've got to be really disciplined and have self-control with spending and being on a budget and investing and right. all these different right. things. And a lot of times that's not fun. 
people don't like the word budget. It feels like it's choking them. <laughs> oh, they want to put me on a budget. You know, you're telling me I can't do this and I can't do that. Well, it has nothing to do with what you can't do. It has everything to do with what you would like to do in the future. Right, right. So right. when I hear the word budget, I don't feel constricted. I feel like, man, that is exciting. Because yeah. if, I can, if I can be disciplined now, then in the future... I'll be able to retire and, and be able to do some things I really, you know, with my family. Well, that's good. That's good. Looking at both sides of it, the pain and the pleasure. And, you know, for me, somebody who, uh, like, moves quickly through life, doesn't like to sit in pain for very long, even writing that down and journaling, like, this is all the pain that it could cause and this is all the pleasure and revisiting it, that could be helpful, too. And it, it goes back to the marshmallow. Uh, experiment, you know, the kids that waited could, you know, were able to think about the future. Yeah. So, um, what's our last one? Yeah. The last one is simple. You know, just, just don't do it by yourself. Include others. Mm. And, and this takes, uh, I was with a guy the other day and we were chatting and, um, I had asked him to, I knew he was struggling. So I had asked him to go to coffee and talk through some stuff and, uh, and we had a great meeting. Yeah. And he looked at me at the end of the meeting and said, man, thank you so much for this. I would not have asked you for this meeting had you not asked me. Mm. That's what he said. Mm. And I just thought, you know, that's most people. Most people are not going to do what they need to do to help themselves. Right. For whatever reason. Pride, you know. So embarrassed, yeah. They're embarrassed or ashamed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um what, and I'm just like, well, I'm over that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, hey, yeah. I can't, I can't do this by myself. Yeah. So I'm going to take my, my life, and I'm going to, I'm going to submit it mm. to your accountability. So you have the freedom <laughs> to ask me and hold me accountable for for my self control in this area. Yeah. You're free to text me, call me. In fact, I would like you to call me or text me every day. Yeah. How you doing on that? Well, no one's going to do that unless you give them permission. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Nobody's going to just say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to text you every day to make sure that you got to offer you got to you got to put yourself under that type of accountability. And of course, you have to choose the right person. You can't you got to choose a person that cares about you and loves you and is ahead of you and and maybe has some of this stuff figured out. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, we're not designed to do this by ourselves. And we kind of already we already hit on that. I love all four of these. I think one of the things that I'm super encouraged about, and I do have a question for you on the first one, start small. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked about like uh, start small, like getting up in the morning or is, does the start small also apply to like, um, if you want to do something big, like go more than a mile, I'm thinking for myself, this is a personal question. Everybody's getting to listen to like starting with, it, right now, it takes me 18 minutes to walk the mile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping by the end of the year, it's going to take much less time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I knew I couldn't start with any more than a mile because mm-hmm. I would be super discouraged. Sure, absolutely. Is that the power in starting small? Is it you can build on it? Or? It, it is. It is. But you don't want to discourage yourself. So if I was really trying to increase my bench press, you know, and I, yeah. have, and I, and I have not lifted in ever or in a very long time, I'm not going to put 225 pounds on the barbell. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. You wouldn't even be able to lift it. Right. So you want to start with 90 pounds. Okay. You know, yeah. and then you're like, okay, you know, I can, I can get 90 pounds up 
you know, four or five times and then you get stronger and you get stronger and stronger. So that's the idea uh, of starting small. You want to, you want to give yourself a small win. You want to give yourself something that you can have a victory in. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, wake now some people might be thinking, well, waking up in the morning is not a small thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, but waking up five minutes earlier for two days and 10 yeah. minutes and for that'd the be, next day. That, that would be a great way to start small in, in that area. But may, maybe it's something even smaller than that, you know, yeah. uh, not, not scrolling through Instagram for or Snapchat, you know, right, right, people right. Like, they get trapped in that, and then hours go by, and they're like, I can't believe I just did this for, or not binging on Netflix, you know, uh, just right. watching one show. Yeah, that's something small instead of four. You know, right. it's amazing to me. People just keep watching and watching and watching until it's one o'clock in the morning, and then you're tired and you can't get up the next day. You're crabby. Yeah. And, yeah. So anyway, well, it feels like there's a lot of hope in these. Absolutely. Four, that the the hope that I'm hearing is that even if you don't have self control, you could start in one of these four areas mm-hmm. and and start building, 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 um, and take just the next step. The and you can you can get a breakthrough in the self control. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I do think people shy away from when they hear self control. It's whoa, but that's just there is hope in one of these steps. So. S- self control, and 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 we can wrap up here. I know we've gone long, but uh, self control is actually something that blesses your life. If you mm. can, is not a negative thing. It is a wonderful thing. It's not constricting. It's freeing. It actually is the is the mechanism that that allows you to live the life that you truly want to live. Mm. It, it's it's weird because the the freedom that everybody wants to have to do what they want to do, spend what they want to spend, eat what they want to speak, eat that's actually the thing that's producing bondage in people's lives. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, and they yeah. think it's freedom, but then it but then on the back end of that, that lack of self control is causing all the pain. Yeah. Well, I want to be able to sleep with who I want to sleep with. I want to be able to buy what I want to buy. And okay, do do that. See where that leads you, yes. with an STD or a broken relationship or right. you know an extra fifty pounds or whatever it is. It, it you're free to do that. Yeah. But the consequences of that are very very painful. Well, that's an amazing final thought. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, we love 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 to hear from you. If you would like to. Uh, have us speak on something specific. We'd love to hear about yes, that. Yes. Share this with someone in your life. Maybe it's the person you're going to ask to hold you accountable. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we'd love to hear how that goes for you. Um, you can contact us at eclife.org. You can find both of our emails there. We will put in the show notes every book and the study that we talked about um, into the show notes so that you can refer back to them. We love meeting with you month after month. We hope this was a blessing to you, and we can't wait to get back with you next month. See you guys.